Hey, Allie. Hi, Chrissy. We are so excited to be back for another episode. Yay! But first, we have to remind everybody yes. that we have stuff for sale. We really do. We used to do fake ads. Now it's real. We have real ads. We do. We also have beverages tonight, which I think we, is coming through. We, you're welcome, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. So, yes. So... If you are interested, you should buy our Fleabag Situation 2020 wall calendar on Etsy. Go to Etsy and search for the Fleabag Situation. All one word. All They're very one particular word. at Etsy. Yes. And it's chock full of very silly references and very significant dates mm -hmm. like National Pineapple Day, also Phoebe's birthday. Yes. Which et cetera. Is, we should have just drawn a heart around that. <laughs> you can do that yourself when yeah. you get it. You can yeah. Customize yes. it. And we're actually <laughs> recording this. We're recording this on Ash Wednesday, we which is feature which features a picture of the priest and Fleabag smoking together because i'm pretty sure that's what ash wednesday is about i'm jewish i haven't been to church in a long time <laughs> the other thing we have is our teespring shop which i'll be posting a picture i'm currently wearing the wwpwbd shirt which is what would phoebe waller bridge do yes and you can go to teespring.com and you can search fleabag we were having a little issue with some of the search but it should be showing up now or you can go to the link from our website or our Instagram bio, or our Twitter bio. Yeah, lots of opportunities. And the best part about the um, Teespring shop is that 10% of all profits are going directly to Choose Love, which supports refugees, and they're providing clothing, food, boots, winter coats, all these amazing supplies yes. for the people who really need it most. So yes. um, so shop now and show your flea bag love and choose love at the same time. Yeah, and there's some really, really clever, funny stuff on there, so I highly recommend checking it out. I mean, we made it, so we're a little biased. <laughs> but... but we're right. Uh, yeah, so go check it out at Teespring, that's T-E-E-Spring.com, or you can just go to our website, FleabagPodcast.com, and we have all the links to all of our stuff there. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Father, Father, we have a cupcake situation over here. Okay, Pam, I will be there to cupcake. Hey guys, this is the Fleabag Situation. I'm Chrissy Moore. I'm Allie Lemko-Torrid. And by request, we are drinking <laughs> while we're recording this episode. Even though it's kind of funny because it's Ash Wednesday and I th we're supposed to be abstaining, but oh, Allie's Jewish thing? and I haven't been to church in 20 years, so... So you're also Jewish now? I think, I think I'm an honorary Jew. <laughs> That's how that works. I would know, so... Just so I've learned about... That's not how that look, works. I've learned about your Yom Shoshana... <laughs> So you can learn about Ash Wednesday. Great. No, Ash, Educate anyway. me. I, it's, you can't. I can't. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Happy we are, Ash Wednesday. Do you say uh, happy Ash Wednesday? I don't think you do because it's, it's, sad? it's sad and it's the ashes. It's a reminder that you're going to die. Oh. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Oh. And so that's what the ashes are that they put on your head. What the ashes actually are. Now I'm learning. Yeah, I'm, tell me. I can look. I know more. Please. It's coming back. Because you have Palm Sunday, which is the before Easter. Okay. The palms from that year become the ashes for next year. They burn the oh. palms and those are the ashes for the next year. All I right. think. But no, it's a reminder because then Lent is your period of like sacrifice yes. and reflection. I didn't know that. Leading up to Easter, which is the resurrection. Right. So it's the idea that you're contemplating your mortality before you celebrate the fact that Jesus has rid eliminated rid rid the world of death All right. because you're going to have eternal life in heaven. That was a good, that was very succinct. Thank you. That's I, why you've come here is for I religious know, Do you want to talk about this? I was actually very sad that yesterday was Mardi Gras and I didn't realize until like later. Yeah. And then I felt very Well, what would you old. have done? Nothing, but I used topless. to do very fun things. <laughs> you run through work I topless. I used to go to New Orleans and beads. have the best weekend of my life. So I was like 
oh, I didn't even know. This is sounds like this is 30. Sounds, yeah, sounds like I'm an adult now. <laughs> Did, literally didn't know. Well, I want to know where it's all about pancakes. I think in uh, the UK, it's like Pancake Day. Oh. It's like Pancake Tuesday. Oh. And I guess that's the way they celebrate is to people, please come on yeah, Facebook can you tell and us correct about us. It? But there is something to do with pancakes. Speaking of pancakes, did you see that thing on Instagram maybe where this guy, this pancake artist, made yes. a Phoebe out of pancakes? And like, yes. those people are amazing because the shadowing. It's ridiculous. And the cut, like, because you kind of think when he flips it over, it's going to resemble, it's yeah. going to be like a caricature. Yeah. It looks like it's, a photograph. It's art. And it's it not, is a pancake. I mean, yes. It's not totally spot on. I'll say that. It's not, I mean. Well, you know, it's a fucking pancake. I could make a better person it's, to me. Yeah, you want it? Let's, let's everybody, pancake tune too. in next week. Chrissy will be making <laughs> BB pancake. Oh my gosh. And it will look identical. <laughs> no, it's very, very it, good. Very I'm impressive. an idiot. What uh, are you drinking? Uh, what are you drinking, Allie? I'm drinking lovely Malbec because you know that's my favorite wine. Right. And what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, cinnamon whiskey. You're drinking the real shit. Cinnamon whiskey mixed with ginger beer. It's a lot of flavors, though. It's a, it's very spicy. Yeah. Just like me. I don't know. <laughs> I mean. Anyway, so we, we might not, have. That's not not true. Yeah. Th- we might prove the rule of why we don't usually drink <laughs> <laughs> while we record. I'm having a great so, time. So because we're in a good mood, let's talk about that Gary Dahlner yeah, interview. you guys. For, so, for, okay. <laughs> English. It was so nice to hear such lovely feedback from all of you. It was awesome. So thank you yes. for letting us know that you enjoyed it. Yeah. Because we sure as hell enjoyed it was doing re- it. It was really nice. And um, a lot. some people were asking, like, how did you get to interview him? And it's the same way we got to interview <laughs> Jonathan boring. Paul Green, where we just sent an email. And in this case, Gary has an agent. Yeah. And um, we just found his email address and sent it th- again, thinking like, okay, maybe like three months from yeah. now, we'll get a very polite busy, no. Whatever. Yeah. Very polite no. And like literally the next day, it was like, Gary would be thrilled. Let it us know. Amazing. Let us know what time. Yeah. And so, yeah, I got all that scheduled. And, um, and then it was funny because a couple days before the interview, <laughs> I was talking to my dad. And I was like, oh, the podcast is going really well. And like, we're actually about to interview the editor who won an Emmy. And like, and uh, my dad goes, oh, uh, he goes, so when they come on here, are they like promoting their new show or their new project? I mean, basically like, why would he do that? Like, like why? And he kind of hurt himself because I mean, I don't mean like that it's bad, but why would he do that? And I'm like, that's an actually really good question because <laughs> he has, there's no benefit in it no, for him. He just wants to talk about so it. So I said, I think it's because they're all just the best people ever, Honestly. like literally, and they just love talking about Fleabag because they, yeah. they love and they love Phoebe. So they're like, yeah, I'll talk about her show. That about seems her. to be the pattern. Yeah. They are all everyone we have talked to or emailed with or whatever is like so delightful. Yes. I think Phoebe must have the best human filter. Yeah. Like she can just like right. target circle in on who's good. Good person. Yes. Good. Per- like. So far, it's been amazing. Right. We'll see if we're proved wrong, but I don't think we're going to I feel be. like it was like an Avengers of television <laughs> yes. production. She gathered she them She summoned all. the best like, ones. Right? And like Gary said, Gary, because we're friends. Yeah, we're BFS. We're Gary. GG. Just call him GG. GD. Um, he said, like, I'm just happy to be part, part of, of the, the gang. gang. Yeah. And I think that's part of it is like, we can see that they're such a great gang. Yeah. 
and they are like right. it's not fake it's they genuine. all genuinely love each other and are decent very kind humans yes. and like very talented and it's just one of those things in life that just worked totally isn't that great love it and he was even so nice because we had a little bit of a tech issue uh. so we used this app this website to do remote recordings and every time we use it, I'm like, it's like something. the Hurt Locker. Like, I'm afraid <laughs> this thing's going to, like, explode on my desk. It's too, too, definitely the same. Well, because you're just, <laughs> yes, I'm basically a veteran. Um, oh, God. So, no, you're, it's, but every time you're just like, is this going to work? Yeah. And especially when you've got somebody on the line who you're, like, already kind of nervous to talk to anyway. Yeah. yeah. And so, Allie and I are just sitting here. We're, like, testing. Like, I tested it the night before and it worked. We did all this work. Did all this stuff. So, he finally comes on and uh, and he's there's an echo. We can hear ourselves on his side. And so I was like, oh, I think there's an echo. And I'm like, let me check if it's actually recording. Maybe it's just doing it in the headphones. Well, then this app, when you stop it to play back, that eliminates that recording session. Yeah. And he basically, we had sent him a link that he clicks to come into that's unique to yeah, that recording session. That's the session. only thing he had. So all of a sudden we're like... <laughs> Well, there's no echo because Gary's gone. <laughs> oh, good, good <laughs> news is the it. echo's fixed. And we were like, oh, my God, this is like our big moment. And we mm -hmm. had like, we've been nervous about this. And we're, we sat there just kind of looking at each other beforehand. And then we, yeah, we finally were so happened. Nervous. And so then I was like, oh, my God, I just like dropped Gary. <laughs> and so then then I realized we had only been talking to him through his agent. So and then it was like 615 London time. So like his agent's yeah, like, no way peace out. Him. I'm eating dinner and having a drink. <laughs> And so I was like, how are we going to get in touch with him? And then we remember, Allie remembered, the Thank millennial you. that she is, <laughs> that he follows us on Twitter. And we follow him, which means we can DMs. DM. So she's like, DM him on Twitter. So I did. And I was like, we're it's so sorry. All, Here's okay. a new link. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm trying it now. And we were like, this is the first time. And then it worked. Yeah. Thank God. And he was very nice about it. So nice. Like totally chill. He could have just been like, guys. I don't have time for this. Yeah. Like, get your shit together, and then let's try it again, and or never. Yeah. And But yeah, and so then we got it working, and but what's funny now is because of when you DM somebody on Twitter, then the next time you go to send something, it kind of auto-suggests people you've talked to recently. <gasps> so he's in, like, my list now, <laughs> and I don't know how to get rid of it. Maybe there's a way to do that. But you are definitely going to accidentally DM I'm gonna. I'm so scared I'm going to send him, like, a oh, video no. of, like, a a panda farting or something <laughs> that I meant to send to a friend I mean, of mine. It sounds like a good way to quote accidentally, <laughs> accidentally start a friendship. Oh my god, that's so oh I'm so sorry. Did oh, I actually I meant to send that I send that to you, but but also how funny is that? Do you have any good panda videos? <laughs> Aren't pandas? Great. Come back at me. Anyway. Anyway. No, we're very professional and we 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 everything went perfectly anyway. Well then talking about <laughs> professional, here's where we lose our chill. <laughs> Guys, he, we definitely always have chill. He mentioned Andrew Scott in swim shorts. Off the bat. So uh, in tw like, within the first 12 minutes, not that we've timed it, <laughs> unsolicited. I know. I literally, we looked at each other. We were like. We were like waving our like, arms. If you really listen, you can hear our souls leaving our body. Like, because when I listen back to it, I'm like, oh, we surely like went, we laughed out loud or we yeah. did something. We're dead silent. No. And it's because we're actually ceasing like to live. dying inside. We're at, our hearts are stopping. <laughs> and we're then ghosts now. Ghosts conducted the rest of mm -hmm. that interview. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I literally had a moment where I'm like, are we allowed to hear that? I know. Like, this doesn't seem right. Are we allowed to hear that about like mom and dad? Right. And, oh, I also realize, I don't know if I'll leave this in. 
what a double standard because <laughs> if he had said like phoebe was there That's in her bikini true. looking very cute very hot we'd be like get like, the hell ew. off our phone you creep but if a woman had said it maybe it would have been <laughs> oh sure right but whatever i get your point you know what i you mean you are correct but when he's like andrew was in his little swim shorts and we were, we're all like, like tell us more what <laughs> i just remember being like oh my god this is somehow going to be even better than I thought it was going to be. That's exactly like, what I thought. Ha- is this really happening? This is just like a gift. This is just a gift brought to us that we I, don't deserve. To the point that I was like, should we cut it? I know. You, I literally Chrissy said it. So like, was like, I don't know if it's appropriate. Like we, we need to respect their privacy. And I was like, he oh, said, do you? Oh, like, we, let's oh, cut the we best do? Part. Like that was like, the whole thing like that was kind mean, of the clincher for you mean me the absolute so, highlight yeah exactly i was like oh no i need to respect well, Chrissy's I'm like... wisdom and okay she's because she's you know infallible <laughs> well because because literally i was like that just feels it felt so intimate it felt very intimate and and then i was like oh maybe he and i literally when i emailed his agent to thank him i was like if there's anything garrett would like to cut <laughs> Like here's the recording. Let me know. Right? Here's, Nothing. You know. And he was like, "No, no, no, all good." So I was like, "Yeah." yeah. Um, and then he brought because he brought it back up, and I was like, "He knows he's talking about. It. Like he knows what this is. He well, knows what he's talking about." That's it. what was so cute was that he go, he said it. You know, looking very cute, very hot, whatever. Not that I have listened to. I can literally repeat his cadence. <laughs> but no. And then I made the joke about the rest of this interview is not going to be about and yes. just got in his gym, in his swim shorts and uh and i thought he'd be like ha ha, ha. and then he goes it should like, I know, that was like so, so solidly it should and then he's like i can't concentrate I, i'm having trouble co- and you were like he's with us guys he like gets it. It, that was so excellent he gets it that was excellent. so uh we had some fun on the facebook so we group. freaking died <laughs> my favorite thing on the facebook thread because of course that well of course i mentioned it when i posted it but it was um so i'm i apologize guys that i lose track of who posted what Somebody was literally, I think it was Eliza, was like, here's a picture. This is what the pool on the top of oh, London yeah. looks like. <laughs> yeah, because she's a graphic she, designer, I think. Well, right? she went to the website yeah. and just like grabbed the picture. She goes, in case we need more help picturing this. <laughs> and then I think she even said, I was going to look up the menu, but then I was like, relax, Eliza, <laughs> or something like, like this that. This is enough. This is enough. But yeah, then there was some photoshopping that happened. Um, so you should join our Facebook So you've got group. Phoebe on a swan holding all of her Emmys. <laughs> I, that in, was my favorite thing in the pool that was my favorite um, so this is a reason to join the facebook group yeah um, it's just 852 of your best friends uh, it's the safest space ever <laughs> it really is what's really funny too in the that interview with gary is if um one thing that has come up a lot on the facebook group is is there a blooper reel like yeah. we want a blooper reel so if you or listen just deleted scenes deleted scenes like or something but because i remember back in my x-files fandom days all these like gag reels would leak out onto like alt.tv.xfiles because yeah, right. I'm old. <laughs> and I was kind of like, if those can get out, like surely we can get a flea bag one. So we asked, we, we asked Gary and he was like, I think Dan cut something together for the rap like party. His editor, he kind right? of, yeah. And like, so Dan is Dan Gage, who also follows us on Twitter. And we had joked on the podcast, I'm like, oh, so our takeaway is we have to go after Dan. Yeah. So that's really. <laughs> like harassed <laughs> yes exactly well and then the it was funny because the clip that gary mentioned of i'm alan partridge was of him yelling dan 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 it's all perfect and so then dan gage on twitter was so nice and replied to i think he replied to gary's post about the, the podcast yes about the episode that by the way sean clifford retweeted which i we, know 
That was fun. Lost our shit then too. Dan replied with a gif of of Steve Coogan of that clip beyond Dan, Dan. Yeah. And I said, this is a preview of us pestering Dan for the gag reel. So he replied to us and was like, I hate to be a Martin about it all, <laughs> but um, there is no reel, I'm afraid. Phoebe wanted to show assemblies so everyone could see a little bit of themselves at the rap party. So basically just like rough cut scenes, not any outtakes. Yeah. yeah. I am pretty, someone was like, there definitely was one and Somewhere. they're just not telling us. Yeah. Uh, I'm now calling these kind people. You're a liar, Dan. The nicest people ever. Um, Oh, you didn't want to tell the girls that have an obsessive fan podcast about a private thing? Two randos. Do you not want to do that? Um, So I just replied, good to know. Thank you. Um, As it turns out, the fan group is now focused almost exclusively on Gary's mention of Andrew and swim shorts. And then Dan wrote back, I don't have access to those either. (laughs) Uh, so that was very fun of, and very, like I said, very nice of Dan to eat, to look, cause he goes, I love listening to this. Yeah. So it was so sweet that he listened. That and then, really nice. um, so that was a super fun week. And then last Sunday, yeah, we were we just got, talking about pride. I know. And so I, so I actually haven't watched I it. heard you. But I don't no, know. No, you watched Pride. Oh, I watched Pride. There was a Pride Q&A. Right. Which I actually don't, I didn't see. I need to see it. Well, it's not. There. Oh, you can't see it. You can't see it. It was oh, a good. live event. Good. Because honestly. There's some video that I got posted in the group. <laughs> but my question is why? I don't know. Because isn't it like a couple years old? Well, it's six years old. So it's oh. not like a specific. Maybe it's the anniversary of the real parade Maybe. or like the historical. The actual event. Event. Like, or the. Or something. The strike or whatever. I'm not sure. Maybe they just want but to all I think, get together. Well, and maybe because, so it was hosted by Jim Carter, mm-hmm. who I guess does a series of these maybe, is kind of oh. what I gathered from the site. Okay. And he was Mr. Carson on Downton Abbey. Right. And I just found out is married to Imelda Staunton. Which means Mr. Carson is straight up married to Dolores Umbridge, this which is kind of a mind fuck. Blew my mind. Yeah. I had no idea. And so she's in it. So maybe it was like, oh. let's talk about, pro- I like, don't know. Let's just get the gang back together. Maybe. And then George Mackay's big now because of yeah, 1917. Yeah. And eh, who knows? Just going to be grateful and not ask questions. Yeah, exactly. Let's not question <laughs> our gifts. Uh, but And they had the director, Matthew Warchus, who also directed Present Laughter and is the artistic director oh, at Old Oh, damn. It's all for full circle, man. It, exactly. Damn. And then, yeah, it starts to realize this, like, like the, the, it's, it's, it starts to it's shrink. It's only the same people. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the writer, Stephen Beresford, um, George Mackay, Melda Staunton, Bill Nye, and then other cast members, but not Dominic West. Which is just funny, because, like, oh, Dominic West. He could have done that dance again. I would watch him do anything. And then I guess the guy, I'm blanking on his name, who played the main guy from the group. Um, oh, yeah, the, the whatever. The leader. Yeah. He came, he arrived late, and so <laughs> they were, like, cheering him as he came in. That's cute. And uh, on I guess he's purpose. American. Oh, he's American. He's American. Who knew? Yeah. So there were like some great photos, and like I said, there are a few videos on the Facebook group, of not of the whole look. event, because people were like, so a lot of the people who are on our group, but are also on the Andrew Scott group, mm. met up and went to it. Oh, they and, went. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the people who were in London. Oh, apparently London's a cool place to live. Yeah, it sounds like a, there's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> But and one of them asked a question about like, will oh, it get, cute. would it ever get produced as a stage play? And Stephen Beresford oh. was kind of like, well, maybe. Like, I could see that because he goes, "How should I answer that?" And then um, Jim Carter goes, "Truthfully," <laughs> and then he's like, "It's been <laughs> discussed." Thanks for the guidance. Yeah. 
So nice. um, anyway, and then the other big takeaway from the photos for me is that uh, light wash jeans are back in style, apparently, because Andrew was wearing them. George Mackay was wearing them. Someone else was wearing them. Well, it is, doesn't it, it takes place in the 80s. So, well, no, but they I know we're in real life I, now. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I guess like styles come back and like oh, it's all cyclical. The 90s are back in. Now. Oh, my God. Because I that's I what I because full disclosure, Andrew Scott was wearing like a black long sleeve shirt. He has his gold chain and then these light wash jeans and then like sneakers and his jeans were even rolled a little bit. I'm like, Straight he literally looks like every guy I went to junior high with. Oh my God. But much hotter and cuter. And Obviously. Very charming. Anyway, Phoebe did more radio. Yeah, I, uh, that was such a delightful little treat because I sort of thought she was done with the press stuff, but apparently not. Me too. And what's funny is one of them, I think the best of Chris Evans mm-hmm. breakfast show, he like asked her like, you the book came out last year. Why are you doing Why this? Why are you doing this? And she was like, I love the book. They like got, that's it. She was just like, No, I just like it. They <laughs> got they got my dad on the phone. He was like, Phoebe, why are you doing this? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, she was like, I just love the book. Yeah. Which made me feel good. Because part of me was like, is she just tired of talking about Fleabag? I know. She must be a little bit. I'm I'm very sure she is. But, but like But still But with the Chris Evans talk uh breakfast show whatever right. he asked her some such good questions it was, and it was really i mean it's 20 minutes or something it was like it was really like lightning quick. speed it was so enjoyable to listen to if you yes. have 20 freaking minutes because listen she to it he asks non-traditional questions yes she seemed genuinely engaged because the energy not be the getting, energy's really up yeah right she's not getting the standard questions yeah he even asked her who cuts your hair i know which i was like what a fucking great question And why hasn't anybody asked her that yes i know so and yeah, yeah. She mentioned her her um, the, her hair guy, her hair guy, and how she went to L.A. and let somebody else cut her hair, and it was a disaster. Was a and she was like apologizing and he was like, to him. I knew. It I was told you. Um, no, that one I I loved. That yeah. was like totally enjoyable. And then also she was on Woman's Hour, which um, it was a little more of the opposite of like it was kind of some of the traditional question, but it was still lovely. Sure. What we we both individually noticed separately it wasn't that hard i guess but the, we like finished each other's sentence when we said this to each other yes because the host like sounded exactly like the feminist lecturer who actually is phoebe's mom in right. real life from fleabag and she, she like chuckled and i it was like <laughs> like the exact same chuckle that the woman does i literally that's who yeah. i pictured i don't know what this woman looks like i, but I, I totally pictured did. The I pictured Teresa Wallerbridge yes. interviewing as that her. character. Yeah, interviewing. Her. It was amazing. Hundred percent. It was because so I fun. said we just looked at each other. I'm like, she kind of, and you're just like, women speak. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like we just we're such nerds. Yep. Um, yep. Another highlight of that, and I'll drop the clip in here, is at one point that woman asked about Andrew Scott, and Phoebe just went, Ah, Andrew. And we were like, and we were all like, Oh, we yep. also said that. That's really you could just stop, right? We hear it. We know it. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> the other, when she mentioned how much she loves the scripture, she said partly is because she loves reading scripts of movies or TV shows that she likes. Yes. And that it lets you kind of read it at your own pace. And she goes, fans can kind of take it at their own pace and kind of really think about the meaning. And I was like, so basically exactly what we're doing now on the podcast is dissecting it line by line, like almost line by line. You're welcome, Phoebe. Yeah. She, we, we have her blessing. Yes, she, exactly. She wants us to she do this. She wants us to do this. Yeah. It's, We're only doing it because she wants us to. It's all for you. <laughs> Speaking of Phoebe. Yes. Another social media Some highlight. Good segues. This, this week. Yeah, so we're far. really, it's all, it's all, it's the booze, It'll I think. It'll stop now because I mentioned it. Let me take it, a but... quick sip. <laughs> Is that, that's my cue. 
<laughs> I literally Sorry. just spilled on myself. Spilled it on the WWPWBD yeah. t-shirt. Well, that might be what she would do. Uh, I, I agree. I, I spilled three Diet Cokes on my first date with Alan. I think I've mentioned Aww. this before. And he's still me, me spilling is right you. on brand. Me spilling is also on brand. In college, I was actually known as the spiller. <laughs> my roommate and I were the spillers. Yes. And th- that is the truth. I love it. Anyway, right. speaking of Phoebe, uh, on social media this week, one of the highlights is this woman, Danny, who posted that she was somewhere, location undisclosed. Yeah, unclear. Uh, traveling. She, she, traveling. She's not at liberty to say. Was wearing a shirt with Phoebe's face on it. It was the <laughs> promo shot of her like looking side-eye to the camera from season one. She hears somebody laughing. It's Phoebe who has seen the shirt. <laughs> And comes over, like runs into her on Can the you, street with her face on her chest. She went over to the person that was wearing her face on her shirt. That's she true. didn't she, avoid her. She went over to she her. She could have run like, away. Like, come on. It was, I mean, can you imagine you see your face on somebody's shirt? Yeah. Come on. No. And so, yeah, she took a couple pictures Ugh. and. Um, and apparently it was like totally lovely and very yeah. sweet and like. Because the post was like, you know, they say don't meet your heroes. Fuck that. Meet your fucking <laughs> heroes. She was amazing. Meet your heroes while you're wearing a t-shirt of their face. Exactly. It kind of reminded us of the, I, I posted it on Facebook. There's a picture of Andrew Scott with a fan <laughs> and she's wearing a shirt that has an arrow pointing to the left or something that says, I wish this was Andrew Scott. <laughs> and he's got this look on his face like, what? Because uh, it is. Yeah. So I also think the moral of the Danny story is to be wearing Fleabag merchandise at all times. Oh, 100%. Just in case. Yeah. You never know. She'll come up to you. She she won't know to come up to you unless right. you're wearing a WWPWBD shirt. Yes. So you could go to Teespring, T E E Spring dot com right now. Stock up because then, you need to be prepared. Basically, that means you're going to meet Phoebe. Exactly. Don't prepare for coronavirus. Prepare for. <laughs> Meeting Phoebe or Andrew or any of the brilliant people from Fleabag yes. on the street while you're wearing a shirt from their show. That's what the press release from the CDC said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we're in Atlanta, so we know. Yeah, no. Speaking of Atlanta, look at that. Another segue. Oh, my God. It's happening. Okay. So something very magical and strange is happening on our Facebook group right now. Right. We're all These are still ghosts talking to you because we died when we saw this happening. <laughs> Again. Apparently, we're doing a meetup? Yeah, they've decided. The, the people have spoken on Facebook that they want to do a meetup. Yes. And so... If Fleabag Situation listeners meet up. Yes. And people are willing to fly yes. places, maybe to Atlanta. We don't know. It's, it's all kind of happened very quickly. It's a Cinderella story. It is. It literally is blowing our fucking minds. Because it started as... It literally, I think, somebody just replying to another comment of like, God, it'd be so fun to meet all you yeah. guys. And then it was like, well, actually, 73 comments later, all of a sudden someone's like, well, I've just uploaded a Google map where you can put a pin where you are and let's kind of see where everybody is and maybe whatever. This map is it's uh, insane. Allie and I, like we were saying, might happy cry through the rest of this podcast because it was it's like a this visual look at like where where you guys are, where you guys are and right that you now. are all over the world. It's incredible. there are so many of you. You're willing to talk about doing a meetup. And fly to come be, like, all be together. It's like we like when you plan a destination wedding, you're like, nobody's going <laughs> to fucking fly to Bora Bora for our wedding. And they're like, of course we will. So Ellie and I are getting married. No, yeah. Um. <laughs> no, that's the big news. <laughs> no, I Our just, husbands are fine with it. It's, you know, it's 2020. It. It's come fun. on. <laughs> Get with it. Um, th- that's a funny thing on Avenue 5, by the way. That, yeah, the thruple. That he's just married to I actually... Love that. It's really funny. Did you, did you see TLC or no? Um, HGTV had a House Hunters episode with a thruple. 
Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to look at that. Yeah. Interesting. Because they were talking a lot about like, well, we kind of unique needs. Like we need to bet whatever. Oh my God. That's hysterical. Yeah. And then, anyway, also watch Avenue 5. It's on HBO. Gary Dolner edited it. By Gary Dolner. And yeah. there's a throuple on it. Exactly. If you're into any of those things. <laughs> anyway. Because it takes place in the future. And, and we also were joking that this podcast, that this meetup is apparently Vanity Fair coined a term called the Hornissons. That is about all these women creators who are talking about like horny women. And so this is news to me. It, I, I forgot to tell this you this is amazing. Somebody posted it cause they were talking about Phoebe and her SNL thing talking yeah. about porn storm. Yeah. And, and that at the Emmys, like horny women get like given Emmys now. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know who else they mentioned who maybe like sex education or something. Excellent. They're talking about like all this, like, yeah, you know, hell yeah. F- female sexuality and female horniness and whatever. So they said, dare we call it the Hornissons. Fuck. I love it. <laughs> so I was joking. That, that might be the name of our event. Oh because there was also a post today of beautiful of painting. It's beautiful painting. That like truly, I do actually really love the painting. You have to go to our Instagram to look at, or our Facebook to see this picture if you haven't. It's a painting that Mimi was just, it was on like an art site. Yeah. It's like a real artist who painted it. Yeah. And she thought legit that it was, and it's of a man and woman like going at it. Yeah, isn't not, it like, called like a passionate moment? A moment of passion. Yeah. And like he still has his pants on. Yes. She's got her dress on. It's but a, it's, it's beautiful. clear what's happening on the way to be happening. But they look exactly like the priest in Fleabag. It's Flea extremely Bag. creepy. And she literally was like, I thought it was fan art. <laughs> which I was like, really, really good fan art. Because right? it's like a artist. Like I don't even know what year it's from. No, I think it's old. I think it's like old. And so it's so uncanny. And it's also freaking hot. Mm-hmm. Like it's a real, like imagining that that is, I said, I I'm picturing that it's the cut scene between the kissing and then the bedroom shot. Like it's that middle portion there. Yes. And I'm call, I'm saying that it's canon. It is. I mean, it that's is. from the show now. Anyway. Yes. That just generated a lot of commentary that was very horn stormy. Yeah. So no, I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like the flea bag meetup or the, or the orgy the we're society, <laughs> the society of horny women. <laughs> And men who ever want to join him. Yeah. No, I think that's excellent. So anyway, if you would anyway, like to meet up, like to be if part you would of like it. to join our meetup, join our Facebook group mm-hmm. and look for the post with the big map of all of your locations on it. Right. And we'll kind of start Planning outlining it? ideas. Yeah. Or well, maybe finding a date or. Yeah. We, I mean. Yeah. We won't be able to obviously like hit for everybody right we're yeah we're kind of just taking in that people even want yeah because we happen. didn't initiate this at all so yeah. we're just sort of this watching was decided it. by not us right exactly <laughs> but we're excited to make it happen we're here for it like we're letting it happen yeah it's excellent so we will keep and you it's posted. very lovely and wonderful yes. all right so we now for, we get to the we should probably just get to actually shit. talking about uh we're t- tonight we're talking about the scripture season one episode two yes um and we will do that right after a break are you enjoying this podcast if you think it's horrendous it's horrendous then thanks for checking us out but if you're loving it it's all the things then we'd love if you could rate us on apple Podcasts. and if you really love us make like the priest along with my latest review and leave us a review too thank you now, see, this feels more like a book club because we do have drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we are talking about season one, episode two of the scriptures. Yeah. And uh, let's dive right in. Let's. You had a first note about yeah, well, this well, opening scene is the one with Sale right. and her on the tube. Yeah, that was it. It was nice to see this really powerful scene like written out. 
Right. I really thought that was cool. I loved reading the description of the tube carriage because it's they, she just says Fleabag looks at each one individually, which is so which is very meaningful to me because it's it's sort of emphasizing that everybody has a story and she's looking mm-hmm. at every single. I don't think I really noticed that she's looking at every single one. I had neither. Maybe she doesn't actually do it. I don't know, but. But yeah. I did like the idea. Well, and I like I had also highlighted where at the beginning with the song playing, we do not hear the sound of the real world. Yeah. So like she's really just in, in her own bubble. head. Yeah. And you know, she said your regular bored anonymous tube carriage of commuters, no one engaging with each other. Yes. Which is so much of the theme of the show is that nobody really connects with each other on a real level. Yes. And but yeah, then she does. She right. recognizes that everybody has their shit and everybody has a story and yeah. their own thing going on. And I loved, it says, at each break in the music, each person breaks into to a brief but eviscerating sob before snapping back to their usual expressionless face. Brief but eviscerating. Yeah. And uh, that's so powerful. Well, and especially because some of the actors who would like, I didn't even see it as a sob as like a, like a cry out in pain. Yes. Or like, like you have to they express. suddenly had like some kind of like cramp or something. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Cramp. And, um, <laughs> but I, when you were saying too, how she sees everyone, like why we have to be empathetic kind of to everybody. Yeah. And I had even thought I'm reading into it. I know, but like, Oh, do we do that? Or even an egg. Yeah. That's Chrissy. It's way that's off weird. brand. But like an echo of her not realizing Boo's pain, like not recognizing her pain before it was too late. Yeah. And, or that she herself is filled with so much pain and she's kind of imagining that everybody else is too. Oh, that's an interesting And like she's desperate for somebody else to like share that with. Yeah, well, because she is, you know, she does say at the end, like either everybody feels like this or I'm totally alone. And so maybe she's like searching. She's trying to search, be like... Are are you sobbing? Are inside? other people feeling this way? Yeah, right. Are you in eviscerating pain? Right. So it's and like we said before, this was a scene that I was like, oh, I, this show's different. Yeah, like took totally took it up a level. Right. Absolutely. And then there's a period joke, <laughs> for good measure. Of course. Um. So then we move on. She's at Claire's house, and the direction says she's surprised to see Fleabag, who never comes over. Plus, no one ever just knocks anymore, which is so tr- like yeah. How quickly we change, right? Even probably like in the last 10, 15 years is real. I mean, it's, you know, smartphones. But like you don't, everything is scheduled. Like I don't, ha- I don't just pick up the phone and call people. I have this one friend that like we, so we play at that sometimes. I'm yeah. like, just call me on your way home. But, but we, but we don't talk unless we schedule it. Like we'll right. call each other, but then I'll see her call and I'll be like, I don't, I'm not in the right space for this. Like, I don't have time. I'm running somewhere. Like, yeah. you can only, it's all appointment. It almost becomes rude. Like, why yeah. would you just call like, me? don't interrupt or my time. Something must be wrong. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's the only reason. Whenever call, I call. do that to friends, they're just like, oh no, what's going on? And I'm like, yeah. oh no, I'm just on my way home. Well, and it's the same with like our neighbors even. Or Because yeah. if the doorbell rings at any point, you're just kind of like, who the hell right. was at the door? Right. And or don't I, answer it because it's just a delivery. Yeah. <laughs> a delivery. <laughs> right. Or like a political, you know, yeah. uh, petition or something. Or yeah. something. And even I remember as a kid, of course, I mean, Archie's still pretty young, but I remember as a kid, you would just kind of go knock, like ring somebody's door mm-hmm. and be like, can so-and-so come out to play? Yes. And even now it's like, it's just the two of us text, like I'll, t- I'll text so his funny. mommy and see if she's free or, you know, if he wants to come out. Yeah. So, no, it's so interesting. But anyway. Yeah. Well, and which kind of does speak to like, just social connection being harder. Yeah. Um, Nothing is um, 
spontaneous. Well, and I think it's also poking fun at like the TV trope of people always just show up at other people's yeah, doors. Because that's like a plot driver. It's so like you're a like... plot driver. <laughs> and um, and even Claire kind of calls it out of like, why didn't you text? Yeah. And she kind of has to justify that she would just show up. Because I think at some point you have to suspend disbelief just for the sake of an interesting scene. Yeah. And even jumping ahead to episode five of season two, like the priest just coming to her house. Yeah. And even though he says like my sister, your sister gave me your address, but you're like, but why did you need it? Why right. did you call? Like you're a cool priest. Do you have a smartphone? Yeah. <laughs> um, but you have to suspend his belief. Cause like yes. I said, it makes for a much more interesting. Yes, scene. it does. So then we meet Martin mm-hmm. and always she, a always a pleasure. She just, uh, Fleabag is described as saying Martin in a, chirpy way to claire to claire to us she's she's disgusted which you can like he like yeah chirpy is one of those is it automatopoeia that it like sounds like Mm -hmm. you know you're like oh yeah no i get that yeah um yeah that was fun and then there's even uh here what gary was referring to when we talked to him as a written edit because she says why claire says why on earth would you want to speak to and then the next is her going martin yeah genius yeah very, very smooth. And then you liked the description of Martin I himself. Love, so Martin Four is words. described as 40s American twinkly alcoholic. <laughs> twinkly is so good mm-hmm. and so specific. Yes. And how do you interpret that? Like, well, it, actually, like it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense that it makes sense. And I never, you, I could write a hundred, a list of a hundred words to describe Martin, and Twinkly would never have been on that right? list. But it works. Though. But it works because there is a charm behind the Smarm, which is my new TLC hey show, Charm Behind the Smarm. I would watch that. <laughs> no, there is something, and we see that in the next episode where when they're like out shopping together. Mm-hmm. Where right is that the next one? Yeah, I think so. I think so. so. But there is something appealing about him. And she even says that even like when he's drunk, people find him fun. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. So I, I liked that too. Yes. I also uh, more, I just enjoy how she described him because she also, he's also described as there is something a little sweaty about him. <laughs> and then later he's gross, earnest and busted. <laughs> just like real simple and real epic. Yeah. I think if we, when you're talking about twinkly. Yeah. You know, I if slash when we ever get to when? talk to Brett Gelman, uh, we I think we would have to bring that up. Oh yeah, and be like if you saw like I assume you saw the script and was like how how did you interpret that? Yeah, I love that. Then part of the justification of why she needs to talk to Martin alone is because they're planning her surprise birthday party. <laughs> right. And but um, <laughs> I love how she says Claire is stony faced but secretly thrilled. Yes, I like that. But Sean Clifford played that so perfectly. I mean, that's her whole thing. Like that's her thing. Yeah, and then she leaves quickly before she gives away how touched she is. I she like can't... that we were we like knew this, but then we were right. <laughs> she just cannot <laughs> express emotion. It's... No, or like happiness that anyone's doing anything for her. I just say because I just rewatched season two last week, and I'll I'm going to talk more about this in a future episode. I oh, with your it, friend. I watched it with a friend of mine who had not seen season two yet. She'd finished season one and was waiting to watch season two with me. So jealous. So I'm going to talk about more about that later. But seeing that and now reading going back to season one and just seeing how much these characters have grown is, is it special? It's a journey. It's special. So also yeah. on page 37. Yeah, before the birthday party mention. Yeah. they. Martin says, you said she only talks to people she fancies. God, I know. And Claire and Fleabag, quote, laugh like i like that that was in the just in the in the direction was like right it's fake everything off the bat totally 
then on page 39, when um, she says, yeah, I bet you're watching gangbangs. Or I tell her you were watching gangbangs. And he goes, please don't do that again. And then Ernest. the direction. Oh, yeah. sorry. I oh, no, stole yeah. that from you. No, he is. But then her direction of she smiles, she would. I love that. I What I started to notice when looking at this, the directions for this episode, mm-hmm. is it seems like the stage directions are an extension of Fleabag's relationship with the camera. Hmm. Be- like we're, the, the stage directions are told through Fleabag's eyes as well. So Martin is described as busted when he says, I wasn't looking at gangbangs. And it's like parentheses busted. But he's not busted. He wasn't looking at gangbangs. Right. So it's like proving what her expectations were. Right. But that's not. Her perception at that time yeah. is that he's busted. Yeah. So it sort of to me seemed like, I think I explained that terribly. But I, no, but, I, I get what you but mean. But like it's an extension of her talking to us and right. her thoughts. Like we're the stage, even the stage directions are controlled by her. Right. Yeah. Or like her perception. Right, like it kind of cues, even though we obviously, as we're watching it, don't know what the stage directions are, it's guiding kind of her relationship with us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, it's not. It's that uh, tacky necklace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, hey, it worked for Carrie Bradshaw. I know. Some people like them. Some, you Not know, my thing, but. If it's good enough for SJP. Come on, Claire. I guess true. it's just not. Everybody's got different stuff. Also, that was like 15 years ago, but. Well, whatever. Hey, the 90s are back. Remember? Oh, Whitewash. I know. I also watched jeans. Tomorrow, butterfly clips are going to be back. <laughs> All right. Then on page 40, this is when she, they're talking about Harry. This no. is when she's starting to leave, right? <laughs> Fleabag is holding a loo roll. <laughs> it's just so great. Um, I brought it with me. I, like, That's the on. funniest line. I know. Um, but then when she's asking about Harry and she goes, oh, we're engaged and Claire's horrified. <laughs> but then when she finds out they broke up, the direction for Claire says, trying to come across caring doesn't suit her. <laughs> And we had different interpretations well, of this. I mean, mine's like very optimistic. You're trying to be optimistic. I, it's I, I get it. But part of me was like, maybe that means that trying to come across caring, as in faking it, doesn't suit her. And it's not just that caring doesn't suit her, but I know I'm wrong. <laughs> like, and then also yeah. when I noticed that, I was like, Allie, you have questions about the things that are supposed to answer your questions. <laughs> like, you need to, it you literally need to says chill. it you need to chill the fuck out but yeah i i think it's more that she <laughs> yes isn't you know care, it, it, showing it, care does not right suit her well and it calls back episode one when it describes that it's like painful for her to ask if, if fleabag's okay yes. or how she's doing so we just know this is just not who she is correct then the cutaway to harry about you're not like other girls the just the direction he sips a smoothie from a straw <sighs> like she thought of that i love that that's her brilliance, I think, because it Even adds it's such an extra labor. Yeah. And through a straw. It, all those details tell Excellent. you about Harry. Excellent. And then whoever decided to add the sound of him <laughs> slurping slurp. really was the kicker. Spot on. All right. Then 41. Yes. Uh, this one was oh, When she comes back to, to the room. Yeah. Yeah. Because it says Fleabag stands in her empty flat after Harry's cleaned it and cleaned it out. She's <laughs> stunned. And she looks momentarily lost. Then she turns to us. She covers her loneliness. She doesn't want us to see. And that is an example. That's like the first example of her acknowledging that there's a relationship with us mm-hmm. that she wants to control. Right. It's so like that's in the direction. I mean, obviously. But like it was just kind of cool to see it written out. And that it's not honest. 
mm-hmm. that she's giving us a presentation. She's mm-hmm. covering it up. But then, because then her line to us is, I admire how much Harry commits to our breakup. Like she kind yeah. of spins it into like, this funny joke. Exactly. Instead of I showing like that this. She, I actually exactly. like this. Instead of admitting that she's hurt. Exactly. And then even the cutaway when they're, you know, when she makes the joke about, I would time a breakup when the flat needed a bit <laughs> of a dust up. Or a bit of a going over. And then when that cutaway, when they're in bed together watching a movie, and she goes, she looked genuinely happy for I a moment. Know. But then decides. And then she's like, rejects yeah. that. It's, which is, it's a funny joke. Yes. So she, she says, I'm not obsessed with sex. I just can't stop thinking about it. All that, that yeah. whole bit on the toilet, which is which excellent. Is great. Yeah, totally amazing. The direction says, she's slightly exhausted by having to fill her emptiness. And she notices the toilet paper roll, the loo, I'm sorry, the loo paper, the loo paper roll is empty like her soul. <laughs> that was my interpretation. Yeah. But it's like her energy for keeping up this performance for us is empty. Right. Just like the loo roll. And it's a funny callback to her trying to steal the yes. toilet paper from Claire because it's like her life is just such a shit show. <laughs> sorry. Pardon the pun. You should never pardon the pun. No. Embrace the pun. Embrace the pun. I love the pun. Yeah, it's just a case of like, she can't even keep toilet paper stock. Like, was, like <laughs> I think we said this when we talked about the episode. It's probably something Harry did. Yeah, honestly. And now she's just like, ugh. And she has no money. No, exactly. That um, was one thing, side yeah. note, that was interesting. I think it was on the the woman's hour. Yeah, when they asked about... When she said she didn't mm-hmm. want to portray her ever complaining about not having money or being in a bag. Because basically recognizing that the character flea bag was in a position of privilege. Yeah. Like, she'll be fine. She'll be okay. It's more, this is her emotional struggle, right. not... And she doesn't want to rely on her family. Yeah. It's not that she can't. It's that she doesn't want Right. To. And then when she tells the therapist, like, I have a good life. Like, she's basically saying, like, I don't have a right to be unhappy. Yeah. But not, so, you know, realizing that her emotional health is a separate thing from her basic needs being Yeah. Which I thought that of. was... It was a good, really good point. That was really great. Yeah. After the... Um, Walk of shame, dude. The direction says she's put out because she was talking to us. She forgets to look where she is going. And that's when she steps into the bike lane, which again, sums up the theme of the series very nicely. Agreed. I do. I also like, so then she gets to the cafe and that's when the guy is there and she's (laughs) trying to seduce him with the cucumber for for some reason. Who hasn't tried that? Honestly, it's probably worked for her in the past. (laughs) But I, I just enjoyed that it says seductively a zillion times in that bit like it's like really like really really forcing like watches the man in the cafe seductively and then she seductively drops her cucumber somehow it didn't work that's how i try to seduce people as well you also learn another british term i did the british term for saran wrap is cling film or should we say the american term for cling film is saran wrap yes or plastic wrap is it plastic wrap i think that's the generic saran wrap is a brand name oh like Just Kleenex. like Reynolds Wrap is a brand name for aluminum foil or aluminium. aluminium. You're welcome. That's everyone's favorite. Anyway. I think they're actually two different words. What? I think there's history where aluminum, aluminum and, aluminum and aluminium, aluminium are actually two different words. What? Anyway. I have wondered that because it's not spelled like aluminium. I know. I, know. I, I right. think there's something there. Can someone please let us know? Yeah. We'll write a follow-up book report about that. Excellent. Then <laughs> on page, we're so drunk. Page 46. <laughs> so dad's seen in the restaurant when he comes in. And that was, you know, oh, in the, the cafe- next person yes. who walks in is getting ridden to death. And oh it's my her God. dad. Not ideal. Not ideal. In the scriptures, you can see that it's all this, all his stammering is written. So I'm really curious if that came from her or him. Oh, or like, both. is this a transcript of what he said? Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. But then what I found significant is he, you know, he asks her if she took the sculpture, turns to leave. And then the direction says... 
As he gets to the door, he panics. He wants to ask her if he is happy. If she, she is, is happy. happy. And that got me thinking about how no one knows what to do about grief. Yeah. Ever, forever. Like, her best friend died and her cafe is empty, so he knows she's not happy, but he wants to ask her anyway and feels compelled to. But then something makes him switch it to, are you healthy Mm -hmm. instead of happy? Because it's so much more socially acceptable and easier to talk about physical health Mm -hmm. than mental health. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was... I mean, like, we know this. I think we've probably said this identical thing in our episode about the show, season, uh, season one, episode two. But I... It did interest. It was interesting to me that the direction literally says he panics. Yeah, because he wants to ask her this thing, but he can't. And and in a way too, like he knows the answer, but he doesn't want to talk about that answer. So if he just says, "Are you happy?" She's probably going to say yes, and then you can be like, "Well, I asked." Just like he asked about the sculpture. When you said about how no one knows what to do about grief, I that really struck me because. And I feel like this is a man, too, who went through his own grief. Yeah. But it seems like I oh, thought of Claire. Because I think men, especially, that and men of that age, and maybe even the Britishness of it, yeah. of like, are more likely to just kind of bottle it up. Yeah. Which I guess is a trait maybe Claire inherited from him. Yes. I to, could imagine. I bottle it and bury it, and I've never been better. I know. I don't think that's <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> All right, page 47, we're at the the store to buy risotto. To, to steal risotto. To steal risotto and buy to and steal tampons. <laughs> yeah, what I think that was interesting is like you get this from this from this the show, but she's it it's she's sheepish to us. Cuz it's oh, about that she needs the large tampons. Yeah, like she doesn't even want to acknowledge right. it. Right. Goes us. for the small tampons and we're in her box, head. Hesitates, eyes the can eyes the camera, then sheepishly puts them back and picks up the box of massive tampons sold in the green. Yeah, like box. who's she trying to impress? We're her imaginary friend. Right. That's how like she's embarrassed large for us the to stigma know. of periods is right like she oh or almost like she was gonna pretend but like she knows we're watching she's like all right i'll acknowledge that like you got me yeah exactly i also <laughs> found it interesting that i guess all these tampon color codes are international <laughs> right because that's what they are here it's like that's yellow true. is medium and then green is heavy flow orange is the bigger the big orange gusher. is the extra yeah i don't know who came up with these like people sat in a room and came up with of course they did because i'm sure they were like i think dark maroons a little on the nose maybe <laughs> i was just gonna say bus rodent might have liked he's in he wouldn't he say no like to a maroon. maroon he wouldn't say no to a maroon no <laughs> um yeah i just it's no just it a is funny, funny. that is funny all right. they all had a meeting and they, <laughs> they you know they did i true oh man so then there are people Allie, who go to work every day thinking about tampons how to market them better i know maybe how to design them better did you hear they're making a they're they're somebody one brand is ditching the blue liquid they're gonna do red liquid oh in the ads in the ad so it looks realistic yeah i don't think we needed that i I agree i like Mm. i know i should be like Good, because destigmatize it and blood is fine and half more than half of the population is doing this once a month. I know. But also, blood is gross. This is my I'm a feminist but moment. Yeah, like because, I don't want to think about that. Okay, th- like wh- uh. what a way to destigmatize it by being gross. I'm sorry, and I, I'm not saying that being peri- no, having a period you. is gross. No. But it's like, well, defecating is natural too, and I'm not going to like destigmatize taking a shit <laughs> by doing it in the middle of the office. No. Like there was that woman I who ran I think that would be really powerful. She, she ran a marathon. Yeah, with the diaper. Is that what you're talking no, about? No, she with nothing. Oh. So like literally by the end it's like running down her oh, leg. Oh, the period. 
the period. Yeah, that was like, she like made a point. <laughs> not the poop. That. No, you know what I was thinking? It was that astronaut she who was, drove to the airport oh, in a yes. diaper. Well, she, I confused a lot of stories she there. She was crazy. Which is what I do every single yeah, day. she's a bad look. That was the whole thing. But um, no, I'm with you. I, I think it's good to like declinicalize it. Like don't I make could, it so yeah. clean, but I don't know what the right solution right. is. But I do know that I don't really want to see red liquid. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't Because they don't use yellow liquid for baby diaper commercials or like smear chocolate bars in it. They're like, look how how well it holds this. Here, it's the thing. That is a real game people play at Baby Showers Alley. They take diapers and they smear (gasps) chocolate bars, different types of candy into diapers. And then you're supposed to taste it and guess what candy it is. Oh, my God. God. That's why baby showers are hell. I've on been Earth. to one baby shower and I think we just drank a lot of mimosas. Yes. That's all you're supposed to do. Why would you want to ruin candy? Who that does is, that? Yeah, no, I, that's that? like an affront to an evil queen. Yeah. Does that. I'm not into I don't that. Know why it's a queen. But it is an excuse to eat candy. Well, but let's just put out bars of candy. Yeah, and don't and compare shit it to them into shit. a diaper. <laughs> Smear them into a diaper. Oh, that is upsetting. Anyway, we're really on anyway, a tangent. I, I will nothing, say one other thing. I don't think there's anything to be done. Okay. If we're talking about lady things. Yeah. Two I have two stories now. Please. One was a thing we posted today. I posted to the Facebook group. Have you seen the Cynthia Nixon video of mm-hmm. they they said be a lady, they said. And it's basically all the conflicting messages that women get. Oh, and she delivers it so already. well. It's so well made and Great. delivered. Because it's her being like, lose weight, be thin. Like you look like a you skeleton. Too You're thin. too skinny. You know, men like meat on their bone. Whatever. It's so great. You posted so the, that to our Facebook? I did, oh, yeah. I missed it. Okay. It, I did it right at the end of the day. Oh, okay. And then the other thing was, the, did you see the commercial that got banned from the Super Bowl for, it's this, I forget the name of it now, a great ad. <laughs> no, it was a series of products that is for women postpartum. And because basically you come home from like the hospital with, with this like mesh yeah. underwear from the hospital yeah. and these giant pads. Yeah. And I didn't even have a vaginal birth, so I can't imagine what that's like. No. Yeah, it's all a mess down there. And it's basically showing this woman getting up in the middle of the night. You hear the baby cry, and she's just, all she has to do is go to the bathroom. And it's showing, like, what an ordeal that is. And she's got, like, that mesh, and then she's trying to, like, squirt water. They give you this little bottle. And you do, like, kind of see, like, a scar, and you see her, like, pull down her underwear and stuff. And so. They they didn't. They banned it. That makes my blood. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's here's the cynic in me. All right, all right. Is because if you watch the ad, it is a bit much. Oh, okay. It's realistic for sure, but I think they intentionally did it that way like so it would get banned. The so they could. Because then that's marketing too. That's the PR campaign. Because now we're talking about it. And I'm not talking. talking about any of the other exactly. ones. Exactly. And they saved $10 million. Oh my God, that's a good point. Oh, fuck. I know. Don't you hate being played? However, it's a very good point. Yeah. Yes. I think the more. Like, I think people just need to be exposed to real shit, lit, quite literally, at times. That is very literal. That is like the female experience because all we've been exposed to for most of ever is the male experience. Right. And I think that is valuable. That's it's the Renaissance, baby. And then also, you, I don't know what that means. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. But I think because then you normalize it and then it's okay. And then, like, maybe if they do red liquid and we just get used to it, it's then we're not grossed out. We maybe. adapt, humans adapt very quickly. Maybe. TBD. I'll, I'll, I'll know it when I see it. I think we're just like going to teach a class on this now. Yes. Thank you for coming to should our we, TED Talk. Should we move on to the next uh, yeah, fucking Yeah. What's page? next? <laughs> okay. So, oh my God. Well, speaking of freaking oh, red liquid. Oh, wait. Where am I? Page 48. She's talking to arsehole guy. 
arsehole. I always feel stupid saying I, arsehole because I know it's not how the British people I say it because it. that's how she says it in the book. What? No, they say arsehole. I know, but not they don't say R with the hard R like we do. They say, I feel like it sounds more like asshole. I heard arsehole. Okay, never mind. This is Because she goes, I can't be arsed. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Rescinded. I, I, we're saying an American. Anyway, we're, we're American. Arsehole guy. She, arsehole guy is in the little shop that she's right. stealing from. Sees her looking at the tampons. Yes. And she says she's getting tampons for her tiny, bleeding, dot, 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 vagina. <laughs> and in parentheses, it says, flirty (laughs) and i love that's like when you can't you can't think of like you want to say something better but you can't think of it like there's a community yes there's a community episode where there's going to be a fight on christmas between some dick actually that dude from the breakfast club the dork i forget his name okay but and yes anthony michael hall and jeff okay um jeff winger and um and they're like trying to hide it from this Shirley who's in the group mm-hmm. and Donald fucking Glover, right. who's Troy Barnes. Yes. I also love community if you couldn't tell. But they're like trying to like hide that there's going to be a fight from Shirley. Okay. And so they're like, oh, she's like, what are you doing? And then he's like, oh, we're getting ready for the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Because he just can't think of anything, but he thinks... Well, it's like the miscarriage. Yes. Like, they're just... There is nothing else to say. Right. It's just... (laughs) I'm just going to come out and say it. Yes. And anyway, that's how I like to flirt. I love to talk about my bleeding vagina. It's all the guys. Yeah. It reminded me of the Friends episode when he's like, if this is how Geller's flirt, we're totally fine. (laughs) Uh, Then what I caught caught to is when the direction said... Because they're going back and forth and, uh, you know, he goes, hope it's a light flow. She's like, oh, it never is or whatever. It never is. And then beat. And it says, he's not sure what they're doing anymore. Neither is Fleabag. (laughs) And that's when he goes, listen, are you around later? (laughs) And I like this direction so much. It made me laugh out loud when I read it. And I also thought it's a great example of Phoebe's, like, restraint and elevating the material and just letting the audience do the work. Because in a lesser show, my favorite series... One of them would have said, what are we doing? And the other would go, I don't know. I thought you knew. Like, it would be... Explicit. Explicit and ironic and meta. And that's why this show And they is... would have clapped themselves on the back because they would have been like, we're so clever. It's so that... funny. We're yeah. saying the thing that nobody... You know, we're saying the thing that they're thinking. Right. But... But instead, you actually do know that they're thinking that by their yes. freaking acting. And it's, it's a tiny thing that makes a show like this more timeless because yeah. now it doesn't feel of the trend... Of, oh, we we say literal things. And I remember um, Pete Holmes, who also has a show called Crashing. Um, Yeah, different. Different Pete Holmes, different Crashing. But he's a comedian. He has a great podcast called You Made It Weird Mm -hmm. that I love a lot. And And Crashing on on HBO. Crashing's a great show if you like stand-up comics. I like her Crashing better, but. I haven't seen it yet. Still have to see it. I know, I know. Then, oh my God, Allie's coming at me. No, I know what that was. tonight, Chrissy really died. (laughs) Because Allie murdered her. Very slowly. No, that he was saying there was that he, he was watching like Tommy Boy or something. And he said he just realized there was like a trend in the 90s of at some point a character going like there someone saying something and then a moment of silence and then somebody else going, well, this is awkward. Oh, my God. And, and that's a very Tommy Boy, too. I can totally that, like, Tommy Boy, totally Chris Farley. But he goes, exactly, watch other Chris movies Farley. of that era. And there's it, I oh, guarantee you, 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 there's that moment. And he goes, and as soon as you hear it, you're like this is from the 90s. And you, and you can only see that. Then, right. I'm sure. Yeah. That's really so funny. that's why Fleabag will just live forever as a timeless work of art. Honestly. 
All right. Then we go to yoga I, girls. Well, I just mentioned 49. I still just love the line. I can't blow this body on a baby stuff. Like she incredulously like obvious, even adding the girl's name, Steph. Like, yeah. It also kind of alludes to one of my favorite, uh, descriptions of getting a woman pregnant, which is, I forget who said it, it might be Pete Holmes. He's like, yeah, I blew a baby up her. What? <laughs> you went and blew a baby up there or something like that. I don't know. I love it. That sounds biologically it's so accurate. Gross, but I love it. Yeah. That's a whole thing. All right. Now, page 51. Yes. Now, now we're getting serious. We're talking about Boo. Mm. Gives her the guinea pig. Yeah, she gives her the guinea pig. And then the directions say she misses Boo. Yeah. She snaps out of it, which I was like, you can't snap out of that. Yeah. And then the next thing she says to the camera, it says she snaps out of it. And then she looks at the camera and says, drink? Like, vice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Escape? Well, and then the drink she's having is at our soul guy's house. So it's a, yes. it's a second Even more. Vice. Sex and alcohol. Well, and even before that, I had noticed the direction where she when and, and you see it in the show and boo goes she's beautiful and then she like uh, it says affectionately smacking flea bag you idiot love an affectionate smack well and that too is it's funny to me because she's they're doing negative things but they mean it positively which is the opposite of what she always does with her family point. which is saying positive things but there's this underlying negativity look at you dang also, I'm sorry. Chrissy just snapped in a Z formation I'm because sorry. it is the early 2000s. Oh, that's really bad. No, it was excellent. Oh, that was, was so bad. Potentially more excellent oh, this than the excellent. I'm blaming anyway. the whiskey. I'm sorry. Also, the line um, when she's at our soul guy's house, our soul guy glides in. <laughs> no, I saw that too. That has to be intentional. And just in time. We might have a child have coming a child in here. child coming in. Come in. Hello? Or not? False alarm? All right. All right. Then page 52 also, he, he get, you know, gives her the prosciutto and then kisses her. It's a bit awkward because she has prosciutto in her mouth. Like, thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> All right. Now we're... Page 54. 54. He, it, I love that it just says, he turns her around to all caps, <laughs> fuck her up the arse. Just if to, you didn't know. Just to really make it clear. <laughs> Well, and is it like she's reacting like, okay, this is happening again? Yeah, that might be it. Just be like, oh, oh. Because then straight oh, from, I mean, she doesn't seem surprised up. in the scene. But then from there, she goes straight to Harry. Yeah, that's Of like, true. oh, this is maybe not the best. Well, yeah, because, yeah. Yes. Um, and like you said, it's another written edit. Mustn't call. He right. Yeah. And then we see that's Harry. Opposite Fleabag. Who yes. looks very morose and proper. Classic. And, yeah. So this is where we get hearing that he was at Cats with a work friend, a girl. <laughs> we heard it didn't go very well for the cats. <laughs> I had a feeling it wasn't going to so. end well for the cats. Paul, you know, gives him the dinosaur and all that and is obviously flirting with him. Yes. Then I had, so jumping to page uh, 56, when she goes, Harry is on top of Fleabag. They are, quote, making love. <gasps> like even in the stage direction, they're making fun of him. Yes, exactly. And another way the stage directions, like from Fleabag's point of view. And describing, you know, they're talking gently. Yeah. And him saying, I've missed you. And then the direction. The, the quote, lovemaking is happening very slowly. Very, very, <laughs> very slowly. Which is like that, she breaks that up is how slowly. it's written. Like it's hard for us to even read. So we get a taste of how bad it is for her. And it's full of meaning for her. <laughs> I also had highlighted, because I hadn't caught this watching it, but he goes, my gosh, you feel good. Which is like, who says gosh yeah, that's, in that's bed? That's just the sexiest. So sexy. so sexy. It's, it's like, gosh. what gosh. you know, it reminded me of the very little bit 
of Fifty Shades of Grey that I read. Did not read the whole <laughs> thing. I promise you. <laughs> the best part is that I think it was my mom's copy. Oh God, I was that's home even and worse. She had it. She asked. It was funny one time because she actually. I had this as a Facebook post once because I was like, I don't know what's worse that my mom just asked, have you read 50 shades of gray or that she had directed the question at my brother. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) So, but I do remember it's so badly written. It's not even good. No, it's fan. It's bad fanfic. It's bad fanfic. It's not even well-written like smut. No. And because one of the things I remember her saying in response to all his weird sex stuff is holy crap. It's like, who talks like that? Gosh darn it. Gosh darn it, that's hot. I don't know. Oh, God. Anyway, gosh darn it, that stings. All right, then uh, where are we going to? Page. No, oh, we're still I, on? Well, then also, this is where we have, we're still on page 56. Yes. So we have this cutaway with the older man. Yeah. With her saying, you know, that she just wishes Harry would fuck her and. And that, you know, he's wasting me. I was once funking a guy who would breathe on every thrust. Now, this is a case where the actor's choice was different than what's in the script. Because in the script, she's emphasizing young. You're so young. You're so young. But in the show, he emphasizes so. Yeah. He goes, you're so young. You're so young. That's true. Which is... Different. I don't know if that means anything. It just is different. It's different. It's different. Also, I saw another post where someone pointed out that that actor starred with Phoebe in a play a few years ago because someone had posted the picture because they're like, oh, we found these pictures of her in this old play. Oh. And someone's like, that guy on the right is the older guy from that cutaway. That so I guess, you know, that's also how she met Andrew Scott was in a play. So I guess the <laughs> takeaway for actors is do a play with Phoebe and she'll write a sex scene with you. That sounds like a pretty solid you know, pretty, Two people make the rule. I know, right? It's not, <laughs> right. not a pattern. Then page 57, this casual direction of Harry and Fleabag eat toast. Which is another just simple, but when they added that sound, (laughs) God, that made it so good because it just makes everything more awkward. Yes. Where did you want to? Oh, and after Harry suggests they stop masturbating, the direction just goes massive pause. (laughs) Like it's massive. Yeah. Like what? Uh, And then Harry, don't say anything yet. Like she was not ready to say a a single thing. No, that pause was massive. Yeah. So, and then 58, when Claire, quote, pops by for lunch and Fleabag's like, bit weird as if Fleabag hadn't also popped by earlier right. that same actual day it's kind of weird for them just to be talking yeah and then yeah this is where claire says she's got the party planned where did we jump to page 60 when oh so she... now we get to scary ninja. surprise surprise ninja yes scary ninja surprise when um so she's described as she hurry creeps to the bedroom <laughs> which i just really enjoyed i'm gonna use that and that's just like a really specific like yeah well, how often can that be applied yeah. Not that often. It's a great word. It really is. And then the reaction to Harry, who, again, all caps, totally freaks out. And then her surprise. And, I like, too, yeah. that mentions that his hands flap they, about. They flap about. He's like, just he, such a child. He is. And I, again, it, she, the director says she's both horrified that she has scared him so much and in a fit of hysterical laughter. Couple things about that. Mm-hmm. One, people being horrified while simultaneously laughing hysterically is the crux of Fleabag. Also, later we get the direction of concerned laughing. Also, the crux yes. of Fleabag. And then we confirm our thoughts here that she's surprised and upset that he is upset, which is bananas because you just. Right. Why wouldn't he react this exactly. way? Exactly. However, she does climb in to hold him, which I always thought was sweet. Mm-hmm. So she's sweet. 
but she's also a nut job. Well, yeah, because it even says tries to hide a grin. Whoops. She, she looks to us and kind of laughs like, oh, my God. She contains multitudes. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it's like we're supposed to. I think she thinks we're we're getting a negative impression of Harry from this whole yeah. encounter, which it is a little, you know, and again, like I, I thought mean, I was going to get raped, which uh, such a funny uh, choice. I Not know. murdered. I know. Um, I know. She's holding a knife. Yeah. Whatever. But then, yeah, the, I think she thinks this is really reflecting badly on Harry that he would react this way when, in a way, it's like, well, you also, this was kind of not cool what you just that did. Was kind of fucking insane. Right. And then she, you know, can't help her laughter. He starts to properly cry. You know, she's still kind of giggling at the same time that she's like comforting him. I don't know what, it was kind of like, what did, again, what did she think was going to yeah, happen? Yeah, truly, I want to know. That he really would think that was just like a funny, we've said this before, Not my, it's not my favorite scene. No, I know some people either. love it. I know. So page 63, you know, the detail too of the towel around his hair, all these little like feminine touches with him. But then, you know, it's where he basically calls her out that she's been masturbating and calling up all these like porn sites or all these different searches. And, um, and the line that caught my eyes when he's, the direction says she's taking the pic. Cause she goes, why are you being so sexy? Which is so annoying when she says that in that yeah. moment. You're like, no, he's trying to tell you something. Right. Ah. He wants to have a real conversation. Like she, and so it's basically, this is old Fleabag where she cannot have an honest moment. Correct. So he says she's taking the piss. He looks at her bravely. Like he, this is hard for him yeah. to realize that he's got a kind of, and yeah. this is when he says, you know, don't make me hate you. Loving you is painful <laughs> enough. And all the lyric stuff, you know, you should write that down. But I noticed in a lot of the direction, there's a part where it says he hates her. He angrily dictates to himself. He can't help but write it down. He hates himself. It's like he's going through the same struggle that she is. Yeah. And yeah. And which again, you, you get all this in the scene. Like it's as much that he like is so angry with her, but then also angry at himself that he's put up with this for so long. Yes. But it is always nice to see it confirmed in the stage. Yeah. That, that, you know, this was a real struggle for him too, even though, and this is where, I mean, he's a character who has a name, but like in the Q&A at the town hall, when she said how a lot of the men, it's easy, you know, she kind of just writes off with these like little names, yeah. nicknames and stuff. Like you're just right. too, bus rodent. You're and, just hot, pre- whatever. Right. And a lot of Harry had been played for jokes initially and including the, you know, Ninja Surprise. But here it's like, no, he's a real person and you've kind of been treating him pretty badly. Yeah. So one other thing with the line about she's taking the piss oh, and he looks yeah. at her bravely. Part of what's so frustrating with her in this scene, or even in this whole episode, is like just her complete lack of willingness to be real or vulnerable vulnerable at any minute. So like I was kind of contrasting this scene with the confessional scene in season yeah. two and how like her emotional breakdown is kind of the bookend to this moment where yeah. like she can't reveal herself at all to Harry, but then she kind of really breaks down and reveals everything to the priest. Yeah. So it's like kind of bookends on the same theme. Yeah. So in this essay, I will no. <laughs> this is my. This is my introduction. My, this is my, this is my thesis. My dissertation. I love it. All right. Now we get to the end, page sixty-five. Yes. So Harry takes the dinosaur, and then the direction says Fleabag is left standing alone. She is shocked. This time really is forever. So it is confirmed to us that she knows. Right. It's over. He's leaving. It's fucking over. Yeah. Her status has immediately nosedived. Yes. And here, too, I thought there's no scripted look to the camera. Oh, that's true. Because at the end, she looks up at us in the show. Um, but, I mean, the one she gives in the episode definitely sends this message. Like, like it's hitting her like oh. a, it's an oh shit kind of look. Yeah. There we go. End of episode two. We did it. We did it. 
All right. No complaints. Our drink, our glasses are empty. Our glasses And therefore are we come empty. to the end of another <laughs> Fleabag situation. <laughs> As always, you can email us at thefleabagsituation at gmail.com. We need to clarify. We need to cover some apologies here. We finally kind of went through and sorted all of our email. We do have emails that are like five months old that we have yeah. not replied to. And we feel really horrible about that. But we have intentions. We really are going. We of are replying. We have them like sorted now. We're going to yeah. go through and start replying. We doing it. Please don't be discouraged to write to us now. Um, we we really do love hearing from everyone, and then especially if we're talking about this meetup, like kind of send us your thoughts yes. or you know if you think we'll you might be interested. To you before so five months, I promise you. And then sometimes we get right back to people. It's just if I have a second, like it's a well, ti- it's just the timing. Thing. Also, here's the thing: people have sent such nice emails that are really deep yeah. and and require like a really thoughtful response yeah. and so in my head i'm always like well i don't want to just i can't just dash off i really want to sit with this and like think Agreed. about it and um and then of course archie you know shits yeah, his right. pants and i have to drop what i'm doing so <laughs> you you understand yeah i mean <laughs> he's five but so maybe <laughs> just anyway <laughs> actually he was sick a couple weeks ago that almost happened oh, no. Anyway, no, we we really do love hearing from everybody. Yeah, it's and, fantastic. Um, so that, it's at com. Our Instagram is at Podcast. Go check out that sexy painting. Honestly, you really should. It's really great. And then what else? Our oh. Facebook group. If you search The Fleabag Situation, you will find us. It is a delight. It's the only thing keeping me on Facebook. Oh, I 1,000% agree. I don't Mark Zuckerberg should else. be sending us checks monthly uh, we should daily. look into that he has enough money <laughs> exactly he can afford it you know sell sell a hoodie and oh my god send, you know throw a few bucks our way honestly then archie needs to go to college we have, yeah exactly <laughs> um and then our twitter is at, at fleabag podcast yes. and we, you can go on to our website and yes. leave us a free voicemail mm-hmm. all right we'll be back soon to talk about chapter three yeah. unless some other new surprise pops up before then you never know we'll see yeah uh, we have maybe a couple things in the works we'll maybe. let you know all right have a good night, Alan. Wait, Wait, one quick thing. Uh-oh. It's Chatty Wednesday. It is just Chatty Wednesday. Happy Chatty Wednesday Happy to Chatty you. Happy Chatty Wednesday. Happy Chatty Wednesday to us all. Chatty Ash Wednesday. Chassy <gasps> Wednesday. Chassy Wednesday. <laughs> all right. I think that's our sign. I think we got to go. To leave. Bye. Bye. Oh my god, a horn, what is it, a hornissance? Hornissance.